The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Boston Podcast. For those who are alumni of the Ohio State University, I am borrowing your narcissism in insisting upon us calling it the Ohio State University. Tim Kilroy, do you call it the Ohio State University? Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> you know, it, Screw them. Well, you know, how many Ohio State universities That's are there? That's a good point. Right? Yeah, what you know, exactly? There's one. What are we differentiating between? Right. Um, Tim Kilroy is here, old friend and digital marketing guru. Tim Kilroy, yes. Capacity crowd is, is on their feet. Wow, uh, the roses and hotel keys. Yeah. Crazy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Throw them on the stage. So uh, Tim and I uh, have known each other since, uh, I'm going to take a guess as to the year, 1983 or 4 or something uh, like uh, that. 83. 83, probably. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe 82. I, I think I was there. In, I mean, you're a year older than me. I'm going to point that out several times during the course of the podcast. Yeah, I do have slightly more hair, though. Yeah, that, oh, man. Not, not much. Not much. You know some. what? I'm doing what I can with what I have, but yes, you me do. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we both attended uh, Milton Academy um, and uh, have delighted in being alumni of that school most of the time. Uh, it's, <laughs> I feel like it's... Uh, you know, three out of every four years, we're proud to be Milton, and then that fourth year, there's there's inevitably some kind of uh, situation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some kind of situation going on at the school. There have been a few, but um, but so yeah, 1982 or so. I was a freshman, I think, in '82, and so and you would have been a sophomore, and and right. I, I was eighty. You were eighty five. I was yep. eighty six. Graduation. Um, we played baseball together. We did uh, football, we, right? We did not play football together. I watched you play okay. football. Right. I admired that. I was too much of a wimp. I threatened to go out for football every year. Never did. I thought I was too skinny. I was going to get snapped in half, which is probably the case. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. And um, but uh, had some good times. Uh, baseball. Usually, you you were a better hitter than I was for sure. And so I know you got. You definitely got more playing time than I, but I seem to remember both of us spending a lot of time on the bench, and that's where you really got to know each other. On the sure, bench. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I remember um, actually you were in the starting lineup, and me and uh, Bob Lee and Jim Mooney and others we formed we formed a, a little squad called Team Euchre, na- named sure. after uh, Bob Euchre. Yeah, beloved uh, broadcaster and terrible baseball player, Bob Euchre, by his own self-deprecating admission. Though, I mean, terrible for being a major leaguer. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. But he that was his shtick, right? He was, I mean, he wrote a book called Catcher in the Ride, W-R-Y. I think that was Euchre. Yeah. And, just, and you know, the, the Miller Lite ads at the time would lampoon how he was always kind of at the end, like, hey, put me in, coach. I'm right here. And he's, he's you know, not so good. Right. Um, Anyway, but let's get to uh, why Tim is here. It's because I asked him to be here, and I bring in all my old friends, all friends of Dave. 
Uh, by the way, I should mention at this point that this is brought to you by pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. And if you'd like your own podcast, you should do it. It's a terrific new way, new innovative way to market your own business or your practice. It could be a legal practice, could be you could be a financial advisor, or really any message you want to get out, audience you want to reach. Podcasting is the way to go when a prospective client or a center of influence hears your podcast. You're already in their head, literally using that word correctly, because I'm uh, talking about you know you're you're you get your earbuds in and you're in their head. So to get started, go to pod617.com and let's talk. You could be a podcast star and record right here in our cozy podcast bunker located conveniently off of 128 in Westwood, Mass. Uh, right, Tim? Yeah. You, you and, like the and place? Actually, I mean, this is. Uh I think it's bordering on opulent. Opulent. <laughs> I'd settle for legit, but opulent is, is, is nice. I mean, I, I am a marketing guy, so uh, you would know. I, I might be gilding the lily oh, I a see little bit you, there, right? Yeah, yeah, pumping it up a little. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Uh, that's uh, that's what you do. So yeah, Tim is a, a digital marketer. He um, helps ad agencies. He helps uh, all kinds of companies find their way online and really how to make more money and position what you do. And get your message out in the most uh, effective way. Am I close, Tim? Or yeah, help, I, help I, me on that. You know, I think the in, so for a long time there used to be you know people would have they'd think about their marketing like as online and offline. Right. Well, now it's just marketing, right? It's all mushed yeah. together because you know everybody's got their phone. They read, you know. Magazines? I, do people do that anymore? I, th- I guess so. Or or the newspaper? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped getting the newspaper in 2001 after my first son was born. Isn't it depressing? I think yeah. it's dep- I miss newspapers, and it's not like you can't still read one. It's just the it's a combination. I think of 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 you kind of feel like you don't need it, and also by the time the newspaper hits the ground, you've kind of already heard a lot of the stuff. Right. You would other- it, it ain't fresh. Right. Just like that mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, exactly literature right. reference for, for anyone who's listening. Yes. That, that you hit about 7 to 8% of our listeners with that reference. I think. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's, okay. That's, we'll that's, that. that's, that's my audience. That's good. Yeah. You could be the, you could, be, you could, you're going after like a Dennis Miller vibe there. Like half the things that Dennis Miller refers to, I don't understand, but I still kind of laugh. It's nice. And maybe learn something. So, what yeah what's uh it, it's almost like you were alluding to a misconception that people like businesses have these days is they they look at it in too narrow field does that does that continue to be true yeah what do you yeah tell people? well so yeah. I think uh, th- there's a lot of businesses that think they that they don't need to they don't need to be in charge of of sort of getting more customers because they've got referrals or word of mouth or whatever yeah. and you know referrals and word of mouth that's that stuff is awesome yeah. Um, and you know they are they are the gifts that um, that sort of make life worth living. Yeah. Uh, but you know, to to be honest, you've got to be in charge of making sure that you are feeding yourself. So you've got to be able to you know be in charge of making sure that you can drive business on your own without worrying about the largesse of others. Because very rarely um, uh, can there be a time when um, you know when payroll is due, where you mm-hmm. can think, oh. You know what? I'm going to get twice as many referrals from my network today. Yeah. Right. So that's it's just not something that you can you can count on. You can appreciate it, but it's not something you can count on. So, uh, especially in a day and age where consumers uh, and businesses have so many choices about you know what to do and where to go, and the the internet has made the world a whole lot smaller. Yeah. 
being in charge of, of making sure that your audience knows about you in the way that they need to know about you is crucial. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like putting a sign over your door. Like, right. You know, otherwise, you know, otherwise you're invisible. And, and it's not as if you can't succeed the old fashioned way, right? You can, you can build a business through relationships and like, you know, I used to work for lawyers weekly and as such, we sold advertising of course. And we used to ask, lawyers, you know, well, where do your clients come from? And they all used to say, oh, word of mouth, word of mouth. People know I'm a good lawyer. They send me business. And that sort of thing, what the, what they mean by word of mouth might be one they, they really don't even know. That's, that, know? that's it. I mean, <laughs> right. Because right now everyone knows it comes from lawyers.com. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Or, but even if, even if word of mouth is working for you, to me, I think it's short-sighted to ignore the online world because once somebody hears about you through word of mouth, you know, uh, probably about, you know, half of them are going to go to the internet and see, to check you out, see what you're or, all about. Or all of them. Or you think so? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Especially, right. you know, if you're, you're going to... Because it's way easier to pick up your phone and type something in and let Google figure out what you what you need to know. Right. Rather than picking up the phone and actually talking to somebody. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I don't, I'm not sure many people actually do that anymore. Right. So what, um, when P if, let's say a business comes to you and, and says, you know, we, we got to get our online act together. We kind of don't know what we're doing. We, we're old fashioned. Uh, a lot of people think it's, it's, I don't know if it's a new thing, but they, people get really proud when they don't th th this false, like pride of not knowing like what the internet is and not knowing like, right. it's, it, it's just, the, it's the same as uh, Oh, I don't watch TV. Oh, man, I hate that one. You know what? If you don't watch TV, fuck you. You're an idiot. There's a lot of good <laughs> stuff on TV. And it's not that you're high-minded and classy. There's plenty of high-minded, classy shit on TV. So watch more TV. But you're right. It's, 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 it's somewhere along the line, it became this kind of cool excuse. Like, well, I don't watch TV. I don't have time for that. It's like, I'm sorry, you're more busy and more important than I am. Um, but, 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 and then the same thing with like, oh, I don't, like in my business, it's always like, I don't even know what a podcast is. Like, I don't even know. And I can tell they don't even, if that's true, it, it's that and that's that they don't want to know for some reason. Like, no, I don't need that, you know. Um, and really, like, open your eyes, people, right? Right. But so, but but you get someone like that. Like, what, like, like where do you start? Do, do, you, uh, or do you immediately start talking about presence on Facebook and their own website? Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it sort of all depends on, on who you are and what you want to do, but... Like the most important thing you've got to figure out is, is like, who do you want to attract? The, the thing that I talk to my businesses, the, my clients about, or the like the, the, the four W's is, uh, you know, who do you serve? What do you do? What's in it for them? And why me? Mm -hmm. And those, like, those are the four questions you need to sort of answer all the time. Um, so depending upon who they want to reach. Right. Who do you serve? You, right? Okay. Right. And... So depending upon that, you might be more inclined to get them into uh, like a like get on these five Facebook groups and start talking about what you do or something like that. Yeah, or, exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, and if, and if who if you say who you serve is everyone, well, that means honestly, you're going to serve no one. Yeah. Right? Because if you were trying to be so broad, you were then asking the person you want to do business with how to make a connection with you. Right. If you're just saying like I serve everyone and I'm and customers can only think 
of you through their own lens. So they can only think like, oh, I need this thing, but you offer all this other stuff. So I, do I fit? I don't know. Yeah. Right. And right. and I think that's and and that's and and that's the that is actually the big problem that a lot of smaller businesses face is because they are they're afraid to make that choice, that connection between, you know, between what they do best and a and a focused audience. Because they, they often think like they're they're gonna narrow their opportunity, mm-hmm. but they're really focusing it. Like so you gotta think about, you know, uh, if you are if you can focus your business, you're actually able to go deeper and you know extract more value from that audience or give more value to that audience rather right. than rather than being broad and sort of, you know, having having surface level transactions with everybody. Right. Can you pull the mic a little closer yeah, to sure. because yeah. I feel like um, the your your knowledge is washing over me, but I, I want it to be a tidal wave and not just okay. a steady right. current. That's yeah. better. Yeah. That's right. better. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I throwing too much uh, too many metaphors at you? No, because no, this we, is good. Because we were we were in creative writing class together. That's true. Of course. Uh, and we used to hang out in the uh, the periodical room. Oh yeah. The periodical room, yeah. That was um a strange place, yeah. Which that, I don't. I wonder if they have it anymore. Because as we as we mentioned, there aren't too many more, too many periodicals around anymore. But. Right. Uh, maybe it's just a bunch of iPads. <laughs> I guess so. I remember a couple things about that room, though, and um, and this this may prove to be a segue to go back in the in the way back machine, as they say, because Tim and I, I forgot to tease it, but Tim and I are going to discuss the the old days of uh, websites. In other words, what think about. Uh, my listening public, my adoring fans, what were the first websites you ever went on? So we're gonna get we're gonna get to that, and we're gonna get to some now defunct websites and some hopefully some funny shit. Uh, that, in a segment we call funny shit, and uh, I don't have that, that a, you're making up right I, now. That I just made yeah, up. Awesome, <laughs> right? But in at at our fair Milton Academy, we, we had a lovely library. It, it, at the time, I thought of it as a modern looking library. I mean, it was the eighties, but it was modern to me, right? And there was a so called right. periodical room. Now, of course, you know most libraries had them, I guess, but you know it's all magazines and such. But it was the one place in the library you could go and shut the door and just kind of make a ruckus, or you could talk. Right. And, right? Exactly. Yeah. And there was like a a periodical room mafia. Um, remember, J- I want to say the guy's name was Jamie Hannon. Yeah, you remember that guy? I, I do. Yeah, and he was a nice enough guy and kind of funny in personality. But y- y- like, if you if you crossed him, like you know, he would throw a newspaper at you or something. Yeah. And well, you probably deserved it. I did. There's yeah. no question. I was probably being snide. Um, and then there was this cadre of nerdy guys. Oh, it was a guy. He was a year older than you, I want to say. Super skinny, super like uh, intellectual. Very tall, pale, skinny. I forget the guy's name. Anyway, Rob the po- Sheffield. Yeah, uh, the man might have been Sheffield. Yeah, who, Chef. Who, who now? Uh, who now works for Rolling Stone as a premier music critic? Oh well. Yeah. Shout out Rob Sheffield. Fancy. Fa- fancy. So Rob Sheffield, I'm sorry to expose this th- this um, skeleton in your attic because I know you did it, Rob. In fact, I think you admitted it, but. They, they, and uh, uh, this, by the way, Tim marks um, 29 shows in a row that I have forgot to turn off my mail notification. Nice. And they said I couldn't do it. Thank you. Thank you. Tomorrow might be 30. Who knows? The streak is intact. But Sheffield and a cadre of his buddies did not like that we talked about sports all the time in the periodical room. One day we noticed 
the Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated and Sporting News were disappearing from the periodical room. Dun, 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 yes, dun. yes, he's he uh, Sheffield and his buddies were stealing it. By the way, let me handle the sound effects, Tim. Anyway, uh, you don't remember this this scandal? I, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Sports Illustrated was important to us. It was kind of like. All we had the, when the, that day in February, where the, when the swimsuit issue came out, it, that was a red letter day. You know, absolutely. Was, yeah, it was important. You know, when Kathy Ireland was 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 meaningful when she was an icon. Anyway, uh, so but she's I, a billionaire now, so she's probably a bigger. Is she really? Yeah. Ironically, she could own Ireland at this point. I Pro- guess probably. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the bill. So. And tipping is not a. Remember to tip your bartenders and waitresses. So before we leave this this topic, um, Tim, give give me a couple other um, uh, like what what are what are the your philosophy in general in terms of you 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 expand upon what you said earlier. You said uh, you know know your market and then develop a plan to get there. But are there other sort of general tips and philosophies, maybe mistakes that people make that you kind of live by? um, so many people are concerned that uh, if if they are promoting their business, they are somehow going to uh, offend their friends and family. Right. Well, no. No. Your friends, and, up. Your friends yeah. and family love you. They want to support you, so they want to hear about your business. And if they get tired of hearing about your business, they'll stop listening, but they won't stop loving you. Right. right? So, so the it, you know you should leverage whatever platform you have uh, in order to you know, promote what you want to do. So even if you're promoting your business on your personal Facebook profile. It's a great place to start. Yeah, which, which is what yeah. I do. Yeah, and, and, I, and I do as well. And you know what? You, you might put off a couple people. By the way, if you hear a hum in here, it's getting really hot in the studio, isn't it, Tim? Maybe it's because our conversation is so lively. But I am turning on the air conditioner, so apologize to our listeners if you hear a hum. Um, but you were saying... Don't be bashful. Yeah, right? don't don't be bashful. I mean, there's 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 zero downside to uh, uh, you know to to you know as long as you're being genuine, there's like zero downside to talking about what what you do and what's important to you, mm-hmm. and and uh, I'm pretty sure for every business owner or every aspiring business owner, their business is important to them because it's what feeds them. You know, yeah, that's, and that's pretty exciting stuff. You're proud of what you do, so don't. I think a lot of people make that mistake that they're sort of bashful. You know, I come from the world of lawyers, and many of them suffer from this. They're, they they hate the idea of being too self-promotional. But if you um, now, I guess it all depends, right? I mean, it depends what you're selling, what you do. But to to make it almost a secret as to what you do is a huge, you know, misstep. You know, and I. I remember talking to a guy once who was really good at he was like a professional coach and I remember saying to him you know there are certain people I just don't feel comfortable hitting up you know I was a financial advisor and he said well give me an example I said well let's say I have a neighbor who's like a rich guy and can probably you know be good for business but he just knows me as my the neighbor and he's he said well can could you go over to the guy and say hey you know Bob just realized I don't even realize what it is that you do you know tell me a little bit about what you do it you know and so that's an entree. It's kind of an obvious one, but it wasn't obvious to me at the time. You get the conversation going. Inevitably, Bob's going to ask you what you do. Sure. And and Bob, if if you've got a good relationship with him, he's probably going to say, "Let me know how I can help you." You know. And it, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and so I mean, being the fear. So I think the, there's so much fear around people saying, 
oh, look at them, you know, or they, the people form, uh, forming a poor opinion of you because you're, you're trying to promote something that's important to you. Uh, and, and, you know, not that we want it to be like minority report where there's advertisements and, you know, and, and things screaming at you all the time. Right. There's a balance. But, yeah. But, you know, it's okay to be a little bit promotional because, you know, it's a pretty noisy world and you're trying to voice something to the people that are, that are close to you because, yeah. you know, they're the people who know you the best and have the, the greatest amount of trust in you. And it makes sense that you would, that you would start with them. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, I think, um, uh, I'm quite sure, uh, Dave, in your financial advisor training, they talked about your circle of influence. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And right. You, yeah, you get that, That's where you start with. In fact, they told us, um, you know, when we, started when I started as a financial advisor and, you know, I was a second career guy. So I was, you know, 40 years old or whatever it was. They said, you know, you've got an advantage. You've already got a network. And I said to them, I just, I can't just go to my network of friends and former colleagues and say, Hey, tell me about your stock portfolio. And they said, no, 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 you don't have to do that. So now some people may do that. Some right. people are so yeah. bold and they, they don't have a bashful bone in their body and they just say, hey, let's talk about your money. To me, someone coming up to me would make me feel uncomfortable. So I never wanted to do that. But what they said was, just take meetings with everyone and you're going to tell people what, what uh, you do now and you're going to tell them who are the people that can help get you business. So it wasn't even like, even if you're you know going to lunch with your college roommate, say, by the way, I'm a financial advisor now and... Uh, accountants tend to send me a lot of business. So if you know any accountants, I'd love to grab coffee with them and so we can compare professional notes. And that, well, as yeah. soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, right. So right. I don't have to have any uncomfortable conversations. Uh, in fact, they're going to be real comfortable because I'm starting with the people that I know really well. Yeah, and, and uh, back when I was in the startup world, uh, the, like, the best way to get in touch with with people who could be your you know, partners or funders or whatever was uh, you know, if you're looking for money, they say, ask yep. for advice. Right. 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 You know, and if you're looking for advice, ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, money's always good too, right? But yeah. uh, so, and what you're saying is, apply this dynamic to the online world. Yeah, like words, I mean, especially especially if you're a, a smaller business or a local business or a uh, or a or a solo uh, or a small team, uh, you know, just it really just makes sense to leverage the microphone that's right in front of you. Yep. Um, you know. So to speak, you have exactly. one in front of you right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and and from there, like you don't have to do it forever. Right. Um, but you're gonna like you're the people who are interested in what you're doing are mm -hmm. gonna listen, and everyone else is gonna sort of tune out, but they still will react when you put up a picture <laughs> of your kids. Right. So you mix the kids with the professional stuff, and people are like, "Yeah, that's that's Tim." And by the way, I see I see the stuff that you post on Facebook. And I enjoy it. I don't. I might not watch, you know, every video that you put up there. Oh my god! What? <laughs> I have to go. No, no, no. You, listen, you were young. You needed the money. No, um, no. I mean, I mean the videos you put up uh, of your own speaking to the yeah. camera, giving yeah, advice about yeah. marketing. I don't know what you were referring to. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, you do the thing where you say, "Hey, do me a favor and like my Facebook." Do me a favor and subscribe to my blah blah blah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right. and if people don't do it, God bless you. It's fine. You know, it's fine. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and as long as you're asking, I mean, as long as long as you're not being, uh, you know, uh, like the finger gun guy, like you know, <laughs> like like what can I do to put you in this car today? That yeah. like that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, like it, it's it's okay. 
I mean, right. I, you know, I think it, the people that, that like you are still going to like you. Right. Because they probably appreciate that you need to eat. Yeah. that That's what I don't get about some, I don't know if you agree with me, but uh, LinkedIn is, is, I use it all the time. And some people mock it because like, oh, what do you, what does LinkedIn even do? It's like, okay, it does plenty. Like, and it's particularly when you want to connect with a specific person. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the ones I don't get is where people try to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn completely sight unseen without even a message. Now, now, now I, don't, I don't mind the one where it says, hey, Dave, you don't know me, but I'm a financial advisor kind of in your area. Uh, I'm sure you have an expansive network, but I'm always looking to meet new people. Your profile seems to fit one. I'd, I'd love to grab a cup of coffee with you or something yeah. like that. Yeah. that. That's fine. That's not. I mean, maybe I'll say no. Maybe I'll say yes, but that's fine. The, the better way to do it is just to find someone in your network that knows me and ask for an introduction. Then I'm never going to say no. Right. Yeah. The, though I think at, you know, at this point, um, those introductions are, are best leveraged when you, when you really have something to say. Like, right. like, you, like you already know if you are introduced to this person, you have a plan of action. Right. But if you're just looking to essentially build your, your audience... I mean, if we think about it that way, just like, you know, just like a podcast audience, you know, the more connections you have, when you post stuff on LinkedIn, the more chances are people are going to pay attention to you and then be able to say, oh, that was pretty smart or that was relevant to me. And then, and then you can start thinking about, you know, how to, how to sort of uh, create value inside of that relationship. But the first, like the first step is to make the connection so that you can be part of that person's universe. Yeah. And I think to go back to one thing you said before, I think when you said when you have really have something to say to that person or you really want a, a specific connection to that person, I'll give an example. So let's let's say you get a call from uh, I'll use a local company TripAdvisor. Seem to they seem to be doing very well. They're very nice, uh, relatively new office off of one twenty eight. Anyway. Um, Let's say you get a call from TripAdvisor and, say, and they say, hey, I'm so-and-so over at TripAdvisor. We saw what you do. We might be able to uh, hire you for such and such. Um, you know, why don't you come in, um, you know, next week? And you're like, oh, that's great. That's friggin' great, right? But then you realize um, the decision to hire you is going to be made not by this person, but like several higher-ups or something. Sure. And so then you see that you the the vice president for marketing at TripAdvisor is actually one connection away from you. Right. Right. So now you got a purpose and it's like get me introduced to, you know, Sally Callahan, who's the VP of Mark wouldn't that be funny if that were really her name? I that just that would that. be amazing. Be, that would be. That, that would be totally amazing. Sally Callahan, if you're out there, give me a call because I'm a genius. But uh Right. Uh, Dave <laughs> Dave Dave's got a lot to say about trip trip advising. <laughs> yeah, I do. Sure I do. Next time, next time I go on a trip, maybe I'll, I will have something to say. It feels like it's been a long time. I've been in like, the studio for a while. Like the the <laughs> finest the finest motels up and down Route One Twenty Eight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got your Moto Mart, you got your Holiday Inn Express. So, uh, but then it's like, hey, Sally, um, or thanks for the introduction, middle person on LinkedIn. And Sally, I hope you don't mind me bending your ear a little bit just because I got an inquiry from trip. And then now, now you're like. Uh, now you're playing the power game, right? I mean, now you're right, exactly, because yeah. you're coming in. You're coming in. You're borrowing someone else's credibility for a minute. Yeah, uh, and you've got something to say to them. Which right? they're yeah, right. And I think that's and and that's and that makes things really that accelerates things. But the like, if you were if you were trying to grow something, the most imp, the the most important first step is to make your audience as big as you possibly can. 
So as, as, as and, yep. and big and relevant, right? So, so for me, like connecting with plumbers, since I, I don't, can't really help them. Right. Right. That's, that's not super exciting for me, but connecting with, uh, ad agencies and with, uh, you know, vice presidents of e-commerce, that kind of stuff. Those are the people that I have stuff to say to. So those are the people I connect with. And then when there is an opportunity, when I see something directly where I, I know that I have something of great value to say to a particular person or company, then I can leverage an introduction. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I want to do is, is create a wealth of visibility inside that in, inside of that focused audience, not that narrow audience, that focused audience. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, Big and Relevant is also my favorite Hall & Oates album. I, I thought that was excellent. Oh, although really? The, yeah, although really? the title was a little bit of a, a desperate move to try to regain uh, credibility. Sure, that was they, that about the mustache or something else? Yeah, <laughs> it was an entire album about uh, John Oates's, uh mustache. Oh, so Big you actually know which one is which. <laughs> I think... I, yeah, I, I, come I'm, on now. So I'm not even sure that they did. You get it? <laughs> All right, now no, how about this? Who is Starsky and who is Hutch? That that one I'm not so sure. Although right. So I, and they yeah. are, by the way, they are Hall and Oates, Starsky and Hutch. They, They're the same. <laughs> well, no, except the the difference I think was the in Starsky and Hutch, the blonde guy had the mustache, and it was the reverse in Hall and Oates. Isn't oh, that right? I think twin separated at birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. S Starsky yep. and Oates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a comedy, a female comedy duo that calls themselves Garfunkel and Oates, which that's pretty inspired. You sure, know, Garfunkel that's nice. and Oates. Also, and it's, and it's all harmony, no lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, calls to mind, of course, the famous Simpsons episode where Lisa fears she's constantly playing second fiddle to this more uh, talented, charming girl at school, and she has a dream sequence where she's on stage trying to play the saxophone, and it's Garfunkel, Oates, and Messina. They're all up there <laughs> with her, and everyone's booing, and the dream ends with Lisa saying, why did they come to our concert just to boo us? Anyway, <laughs> uh, before we get to the Wayback Machine and the, the websites that we remember from yesteryear, let me take a minute to tell you about a different podcast you should be listening to. We do produce it here at pod617.com. It's called Are You Not Entertained? featuring Eddie Nathanson. Of Red Pill Talent, all episodes appear on pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Eddie talks to some of the best experts in employer branding across the country. Companies need talent. Ed finds out how to stand out in this crowded field and attract the right people. But on the podcast, he also has a crazy amount of fun blasting you with pop culture. From Spider-Man to Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Thank you, Bobby McFerrin. From Tom, okay, Tom, Tom Brady to Bobby Brady, from Terminator 2 to Tupac Shakur, subscribe, share, and consume this delicious podcast. Are you not entertained at pod617.com? The Boston Post, the Boston Podcast Network? No, no, Dave, the Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. Thank you. I have an itch on my nose, and I think the, the, boom, uh, the, the, the boom filter thing on the microphone is, is exacerbating it. Just thought I'd share. That's uh, like a 25 cent word. That's good. Exacerbate? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or nose. <laughs> I had a friend in college that for some reason loved interchanging the words deteriorate, dilapidate, and disintegrate. And he kind of had a point. There are three words that I don't know. They, they have slightly different meanings, but yeah. I don't know if we need all three of them. You know, dilapidate, disintegrate, deteriorate. Yeah, well, I, slightly uh, different. Slightly different, yeah. but. Uh, uh, no one's gonna like if you if you're looking to streamline, you could probably pick one you, of those. Exactly, right. <laughs> that's, right. that's all I'm saying. All right, so we promised we'd go in the wayback machine, and uh, I think I have a sound effect for the wayback machine. 
So we're talking about the early days of... Wait, um, I, uh, are you Sherman and I'm Mr. Peabody? Or, yeah. Or, or, back, or the other way around? Yeah. Well, but I'm not going that... Yeah, I'll be the dog. Which one was the dog, Mr. Peabody? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Peabody. This wasn't the from that cartoon, but... But this is, I think this, isn't that a good Wayback Machine? Song? It is. Yeah. 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 Like Wayne and Garth saying, you know, blah, 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 blah. we could have right. done that. Anyway, um, so do, do you remember the first website you ever logged on to? Let's start with that. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go like way in the Wayback Machine before right. there was, uh, uh, there, before there was actually a, uh, um, an internet really. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to, uh, Go to the Boston Computer Society. Oh my God! Or the, or the Boston Mac Users Group. I was I can't remember which one. Um, and they had a what's known as a, a first class bulletin board. A first class bulletin board, right? Uh-huh. Which was which was a, a like a bulletin board. Uh, an online bulletin board. Own, yeah, yeah, except and it had like a it, it looked like a website, except it wasn't really because it was all local networks and right. stuff. So um, so you had to like you had to log in to get in t- to the like the fake internet. So yeah, right. it wasn't. So it, was, it wasn't www something. It was like you got in a different way somehow. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So okay. So that's a good point. The the and that was a local one. That's it. Because I remember AOL. So I mean AOL. A lot of people did like me did AOL before sure. you, before you did the actual internet. Um, it was just. But that was the internet. That. Right, because there, yeah. there there wasn't like there wasn't really a whole lot of stuff outside of AOL because they. You know they were, they were first and best and and you know, they covered the country with CD-ROMs. Yes, someone should you, make for for you kids out there. Those are those are silver things. Yeah, it's funny because um, CD. It's always funny when the next big thing turns out to be really not the next big thing at all. Like Laserdisc. Laser disc. That's that's one from the video world. Uh, Betamax, of course, famously failed. They were supposed to be a good alternative to VHS. Uh, by the way, I have like seven boxes filled to the brim with VHS cassettes of movies that I proudly taped in the '80s. You know, stealing them from Cinemax sure. and and HBO, and um, saying I'm going to give these to my kids. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> I still have them. Anybody want to ha- uh, have a bonfire with me? Yeah, that was really dumb. Um, and uh, but CD-ROMs. Uh, would what were just discs that held information, but if you remember, the 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 big innovation I think was it could store enough data to like y- you could watch a video because it used to be right. computers didn't really do videos because that that would take up way too much memory like the computer right. would, right. would start then, to smoke and then you couldn't and, and then when when the internet first started up and they were using telephone lines to deliver data, oh yeah they just weren't fast enough so yeah the dial up yeah. right it would take you know it would take like an hour to to get a one-minute video. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I remember there was... a So you get this CD-ROM, which is like part like game, part encyclopedia. Well, it depends. Like Some of them were games. Like I remember buying one. It was called JFK Assassination because after seeing the Oliver Stone movie, I kind of got obsessed with the, the JFK assassination. That so is this, not surprising. Yeah. This, <laughs> so the CD-ROM you got had all kinds of documents you would get and a f- just a few videos, of, including like you know the Zapruder film, of course, for this particular one. But I remember a different CD-ROM had only it was like it was almost it was probably like the origin of like Wikipedia, like it was an encyclopedia. But it, but like every like one hundredth entry would have some kind of video. I remember one video was the 
the dude in a soccer game who scored the famous so-called hand of God goal for some European soccer team when people say he actually used his hand, but it it wasn't called. It was like a famous goal. And I must have watched that like a hundred times because I was like, hey, I'm watching a video on my computer. Isn't this cool? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So CD-ROMs, they they fizzled out. So uh, yeah, AOL and then... And AOL used to be huge. As a matter of fact, there may in fact still be an AOL dial-up business. I know... As of That's two years, as of yeah. two years ago, there was because I know somebody who w- was was involved in it. I know uh, my friend Lou, who was on the podcast, still has an AOL email address, which I make fun of him for all the time. Yeah, I know. I know people. Couple people do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what else do you remember? Like what websites? All right, so uh, jumping jumping in in the wayback machine. So yep. uh, uh, there there was a website on which I I met my wife. Tell me about that. So uh, it was called Excite.com, <laughs> and it was it was not an adult uh, site at all. It uh, it was it was just one of those like there there used to be a time where you know there there were these big internet portals like Lycos and Yahoo and and Excite and Excite happened to be owned by AT and T I think at right that point right right um, and and uh, at the time I was uh, all right I. Am still a nerd, but uh, <laughs> but at the time I was I was writing some poetry and I was I was doing this thing called found poetry where you grab like snippets of of, of you know of written things and you mm-hmm. put them together. Okay. And so to form a poem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's sort of like it's it's like the uh, uh, the kidnapper mash note of poetry. Yeah. Right. Or those uh, word magnet refrigerator things you used to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Do a poem. Exactly. So, but yeah. it was supposed to be art. Right. You know, when it was, right, right. It was really just you know, whatever. Right. But anyway, so I so I was I started. Uh, I was going to go grab some stuff there in onexcite.com. There were these personal ads, and I was and I was thought like, okay, there's got to be some gold in here. So I started looking through these personal ads, and I thought, oh, and I wasn't dating anyone at the time. And I was right. reading, I was like, oh my god, if these guys are getting you dates, weren't dating anyone at the time. Shocker. Uh, I know. Well, you're it, at home with your computer. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy moly. But, yeah. uh, uh, but you know, and I was, I was looking through, and I was like, God, these guys are getting dates, and I'm not? Like, yeah. Like, holy. You were on the cutting edge, though. Uh, so then I gave myself literally. This is the 90s, uh, right? Uh, this was 1999. Okay. Uh, it was it was like the it was like September of 1999, maybe mm-hmm. maybe August 1999, and I gave myself two minutes to write a personal ad. Right. Do you remember what it sounded like? No? Uh, You're looking at no, my computer. My, I don't. I can't no. find your personal ad uh, on Excite.com. Well, can't Tim. you go on the way, like the internet <laughs> Wayback Machine? There um, is such a thing, there isn't is. there? There is, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and actually, I, I just used it to pull up the, the, the homepage to my first advertising agency. Is that as, right? As part of a presentation. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. And that site was just so terrible. I'm, I, it was just awful. Really, yeah. like one of uh, the most tremendously embarrassing things ever, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, so so I wrote this personal ad. I do remember that I talked about how much I enjoyed spending time with my nieces and nephews, and how much mm. I liked cooking. And um, as luck would have it, um, uh, somebody who is uh, you know kinder, smarter, more thoughtful, more organized, uh, and more everything than I am mm-hmm. um, was was uh, taken by my charade. <laughs> 
And the rest is history. You, you, you were able to fool her for a number of years afterwards. Yeah, I, it's uh, like so far, uh, you know, so far it's still working at it. So That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, so, Tim, if you take a look at the screen, does this oh, look familiar? Oh, there you go. That, this that, is, yes, that, that is it. We're looking at Excite.com from 1999. Yeah. And uh, I think this is just a snapshot. I don't know if uh, you can search anything, but... The, the first thing you notice is the graphics are terrible, and it's it's mostly text. Right. I guess uh, this is oh, the way. Actually, if you if you if you go so the third one down on the top menu. Yeah. Uh, I think we we've got the classifieds. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. So let's and see I, if and that I, takes us someplace. I don't know. Uh, no, it's, not it's, really. It's gone, no. but 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 that's that's where <laughs> yeah. the magic happened. You know, uh, <laughs> that's, that's great. that is just uh, you know. That's great. Yeah. So I remember. First of all, I remember there was there were like five or six different search engines that you could use because I remember I used to use Alta Vista for some sure. reason. I just liked the way it sounded. Right. And, and then you and know there, and there was Hotbot and Lycos. Oh yeah. Uh, I used to work for this uh, company called Ink to Me. Ink to Me. Okay. Which which was um, which was a white label search engine. So folks like AT and T mm-hmm. uh, and Microsoft uh, and um, uh, uh, like First USA Bank. Right. Uh, all had their all their search engines were powered by Ink to Me. Oh, okay, and um, and it, for like and for a short time, and on, that went uh, away. I take it. Yeah, for a short time, uh, uh, my my stock options were worth an awful lot of money. Oh, and and, that, and, and then, then what happened? And well, then, the, then the dot com crash happened. <laughs> yeah, be, uh, before my stock options could be, uh, you know, could be, uh, I couldn't couldn't unload them on any uns- unsuspecting suckers. Our our mutual. Old friend Carl Prindle, I'm pretty sure, was the president and founder of Furniture.com. Yeah, and he, he he still is. Is friend. he? Yes. Okay. Well, and I thought that it kind of went away for a while. I thought it was a well, victim of the dot com. Yeah, and then he then he, he rebranded. Back, and, re- and, now oh. he, and now he runs a uh, now he runs a company that creates uh, furniture uh, websites for furniture retailers. Oh, it, see, it's, it's Blue, Blueport Commerce. Wicked smart guy. So I'm not surprised. Shout out Carl Prindle. Uh, I remember a website, uh, again, apropos of nothing, called ilovebacon.com. And the reason why I remember this is because it wasn't just about bacon. It was just sort of, it was almost like bacon is a state of mind for all sorts of fun stuff, uh, jokes, funny photos. And I'm trying to find ilovebacon.com back in like 2000, I want to say. And then the thing that, the thing with I Love, oh, this is the way it used to look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing with I Love Bacon.com so, is. By, it, by the way, I think uh, I think visuals on a podcast are an excellent. Oh, idea. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. That's, this is just good good podcasting. Yeah. Um, well, you need, you need to narrate uh, sure. vigorously. Yeah. And so back in. So, yeah, back well, in whatever in well, the so this 2000. Is, well, this is uh, from April fifth, two thousand. The title of the article is "Hot Dogs, Plastic Surgery, and Live Tyler." Yeah, and that's a good yeah. little snapshot sure. of what ilovebacon.com used to be. So you could always go there and find like something funny. I mean, now there are like eight zillion websites that do just this. You know, it's it's this was kind of a blog before there were blogs, and <laughs> whoever wrote this is writing about Live Tyler. And the text includes, uh, Liv Tyler is a hottie a lottie. Nuff said, go see a picture of her in a thong by clicking here. Plus, you can get my picks for the best Liv movies. Watch out, there's an exposed breast, so that means nudity. See, on ilovebacon.com, you would have the occasional 
uh, photo of a topless woman. And, but you could still get away with having the website on your screen at work um, because, you know, it's just ilovebacon.com. It's harmless, right? Right, and you yeah. have had a hard time keeping a job, right? <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I'm sure that's just a coincidence, Tim. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there is, a, the, which also brings to mind something. Um, what's it called? There's a, it's like called a work button or something. Like, I, I'm surprised this dynamic still exists. Or the, the boss button? Boss button. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, somebody, my son said to me, oh, it's funny, Dad, on the, when you stream the NCAA um, March Madness games, there's a boss button. And it totally makes sense. Like you, you, you're watching the tournament game at work, and then the boss comes over. You hit the button, and all it comes up with I a don't picture know, of a spreadsheet. Yeah, some yeah. phony yeah. spreadsheets yeah. <laughs> like that. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that's pretty pretty good uh, trip through uh, websites past, right? Give us a uh, yes. I think uh, really like a scintillating discussion. <laughs> hey man. This could be the highest-rated episode of the Boston Podcast ever, Tim Kilroy. And if it is, you're going to eat those words. I'll have you know because um, you know um, we'll have and if people. They're, if they're made out of bacon, it's okay. Yeah, I love bacon.com. I wonder if it still exists. Uh, you know what? I don't care that much to look it up. So um, we're up against the clock here, Tim. But right. uh, tell people: should they link in with you? Should they go to your website? What should they do? Yeah. So so there's a bunch of ways to get in touch with me. You can find me on LinkedIn, Tim Kilroy. Uh, you mm-hmm. can also go to my website, timkilroy.com. And if you are an advertising agency. Uh, or marketing service provider who really needs uh, help growing, you can go to agencybreakout.com. Wow. Excellent options all around. Thanks for coming. Great um, to be here, Dave. I, <laughs> you slipped into game show mode there, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Good, good to be here, Dave. Yeah. Um, Wink Martindale. <laughs> link in with Tim. He's First of all, he's an awesome guy, extremely good at what he does, as you can tell, and knows a ton of people. So do it, man. Link in with Tim. Approach him the right way. Don't be a pain in the ass, but he'll appreciate it because uh, it's all about marketing. It's all about relationships. And thanks for being here, Tim. Um, and uh, proud, still proud alum of, of Milton Academy. Yes, absolutely. We, we should go yeah. back sometime and like throw eggs at the library or something just to see if uh, the ghost of Barkley Feather comes and yells at us. Uh, that would be kind of awesome. No, I have taken my kids to Milton. And like, Me too. This is like this is it. Like that's. Like, is that what you, they say? Like you you talk about this place and it's like it it's boring here. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a beautiful campus. It is. Kids are spoiled right. these days. Totally. It takes a lot to impress them. Anyway, thank you, Tim Kil- Tim Kilroy. My name is Dave. This is the Boston Podcast Network. For all past episodes, go to pod617.com. Please subscribe to the Boston Podcast on Apple Podcasts. And share this with a friend if you dig it. Even if you don't dig it, I'd I'd really appreciate it. I could use the attention if you share it with a friend. And on behalf of Tim Kilroy, this is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy your day, everybody.